This is WNXS News with your anchors, Kit Harding, Jake E, ISO on Esports, and Diz on Product Forecast. Welcome to WNXS News, your nexus for magic news. I'm Jank E. And I'm Kit Harding. Thank you for joining us. Our top story. While every day seems like it's a part of spoiler season lately, that's not expressly true. In fact, specifically, Thursday, August 18th was set aside not for spoilers, but for a presentation of WotC's plan for magic sets through 2023. And much like this announcement from last year, there were a lot of things presented. We, of course, have been aware for quite some time that Dominaria United is releasing the weekend following Labor Day, and that the Brothers' War will be close on its heels. What we didn't know was what came next. Phyrexia, all will be one! After seeing Cat Daddy get completed and watching Teferi travel back to see Urzo ruin things for the very first time, Phyrexia, All Will Be One will show us the next stage in the fight against Phyresis and completion. The key art shows us Chandra and Angrath, so it's sure to be a very fiery winter set. The type of winter which can only lead to the march of the machine. All we know about that set so far is that magic will be changed forever! which gives vibes akin to that of the Mending. And much like his father before him, Karn's interplanar misdeeds come back to haunt us all. It wasn't his fault. He had no idea. And neither did Urza the first time. Ah, but Urza then went on to have many more times of haunting us all. Urza multiverse haunter? Cost two each of black, blue, white, green, red X. 8-8 human wizard with vigilance, double strike, and hexproof. Destroy all permanents with mana value X or less. Roll the planar die. That card seems both kind of OP and incredibly difficultly costed. You want to be able to play Urza in a Tron deck flavor-wise. Urza's five colors, though. Ugin's colorless. Ah, yes, the two allegedly not villainous massive dicks of magic story. Also, why are we apparently playing Plane Chase on this Urza card? Because Urza's abilities make more sense on a creature card than a Planeswalker one. And I'm sure that totally makes sense in your head. It does, thanks! Anyway, key art we've seen from the set features Elish Norn's head as a backdrop to Teferi being heroic, so we at least know two characters involved. I mean, it's very likely there will still be some non-completed characters we hear about besides Teferi. Is it, though? We didn't think it was likely Ajani would be taken from us, or that Karn would be Karnapped, and yet both have happened. We should know by now not to hold out hope, for that is the favorite treat of the Mana Vortex. Really? Even more favorite than timely shipping? Yes, though only by the slimmest of margins. Uh-huh. Following the March of the Machine is a bit of a clean-up set. March of the Machine. Aftermath. This is going to be a small set that shows us the, well, the aftermath of the Phyrexian storyline. Once again, not much info is yet to be gleaned. However, in the fall of 2023, we will be heading back to the Plain of Eldraine, but this time it's wilder than ever. And on to greater and grander adventures? I hope so. I like the adventure mechanic. 
The wilds of Eldraine will focus less on the knighthoods and castles, and more on the untamed wilderness of the plain. Speaking of untamed wilderness, winter 2024 brings us another planar return, but this time to an unexplored region. The Lost Caverns of Ixalan takes us underground, instead of the lush tropical areas we came to know during our last visit. That's the last of the main sets that received any attention, but we heard more about the Universes Beyond and other supplemental sets. For starters, Dominar United and Brothers War aren't the last time we'll visit the plane. As if there would ever be a last time we visited Dominaria. I mean, you never know. Even if they said it was, they also said Ultimate Masters was the last Masters set, and we all saw how that turned out. With ever more expensive OP Master sets? Dominaria was the first plane. If we visit it for the last time, it will be the last set of magic as a game. Well, that's a fairly dark outlook, so instead, let's talk about Dominaria Remastered. Much like Time Spiral Remastered was a curated version of the Time Spiral block, this set will be a curated conglomeration of cards across all Dominaria-based sets. We already know two cards that will be featured, Arborea and Force of Will. And that is one reprint players will never be unhappy with. Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth also got some attention, giving us the artwork for the Battle of Pelennor Fields, and the battle between Gandalf and the Balrog. The artwork wasn't the only revelation we received. There was a statement about the set that reads as follows. The folks at Middle-Earth Enterprises take their roles as stewards very seriously, and every decision about characters has been made with deep reverence to the original. With that in mind, together we set out to make a set that follows two guiding principles. Diversity. The Lord of the Rings is about the different peoples of Middle-Earth coming together to fight Sauron, finding strength in their diversity. We want to make this appealing story fresh and relevant to an even wider audience. Originality. The goal of this set is to express the story and setting of the Lord of the Rings in cards from Magic the Gathering. Countless prior efforts have painted vivid pictures of this world, but our goal is a modern take on the work of J.R.R. Tolkien, lovingly crafted for a new generation of players and fans. In short, this isn't just a ripoff of the movies, and if you don't like people of color in your fantasy, you are cordially invited to get bent and get out. Cordially, of course. Well, how else? We are a civilized hobby. We must respect the niceties of bending invitations. True, or else we'd be barbarians. Indubitably. Yes, thank you, Holmes. Would that make you Watson? No, that would make me Irene Adler. Right. And what else is indubitable, you ask? I do not. Great question, Kit. We now know the Warhammer 40k decks will not only have the expected soul rings for each deck, as all commander decks do, but their own thematically appropriate soul rings. As well as three thematically appropriate secret lairs. Secret Lair X Warhammer Orcs, Secret Lair X Warhammer Age of Sigmar, and Secret Lair X Blood Bowl, all of which are scheduled for later this year. What exactly is a Blood Bowl? It sounds very ominous. I believe it's a tongue-in-cheek poke at American football, Kit. And these four won't be the only universes beyond decks we can expect over the next year. Of all the crossovers we could have seen, the one that likely surprised the community the absolute most was this. Universes Beyond, Doctor Who. 
This timey-wimey crossover will consist of four more Commander decks, and we've already seen art that features Matt Smith's 11th Doctor and all of the Doctors standing together. Gavin Verhey led the design on this, and based on his tweets about it and his absolutely unabashed love of Doctor Who as a franchise, he seems to have achieved pinnacles of joy with his job unseen before or since. I mean, hopefully not. You'd rather he wasn't experiencing pinnacles of joy? What? No, I meant hopefully he'll go on to create other equally joyful and fun sets. Oh, that's much less mean-spirited. Yes, it is. Anyway, let's take our first break, and when we come back, Diz can tell us all about the mechanics in Dominari United and the August Secret Lair Super Drop. Plus, we have more capitalistic ventures to discuss. Hello there. Are you lost? Are you seeking a place to be found? Do you feel hollow, empty? Is something missing from your life? Do you feel incomplete? Well, Rona, formerly a disciple of Gix, could certainly help you. With her faithful talents, she could lead you on the path to internal completion. All you have to do is ask. I'm sure someone near you can point the way. Don't sleep your life away. Embrace the complete attitude and the fulfillment that comes with it. Find Rona, the faithful of Shieldred, and they can set you straight. Welcome back! It's been a while since we've gotten an actual super drop. If by a while you mean two months. That is, in fact, a while in Secret Lair time. That sounds like it should be Secret Lair, Doctor Who, if it's doing that type of timey-wimey stuff. And yet, Secret Lairs seem to warp the space-time continuum all on their own, creating a world where one must always scan the horizon, lest the new Secret Lairs spring on you unaware from the jungle like a jaguar, dragging you back to their lairs to consume your secrets! So Secret Lairs are Mind Flayers, then? Exactly! Kit, I don't think that's how this works. That's because you're boring. Diz, tell us all about it. Happy to, Kit. First and foremost, Jank is the most boring person I- Oh, oh, oh. You met the, the secret layers, got it. Yeah, sorry. So, like every super drop, there are a plethora of layers available to any who need them. First up, we have the Dominaria United Textured Foiled Edition Layer. Featuring new stained glass imagings of the first five Elder Dragons. They look so cool. I'm gonna get Bolas. In another Dominari adjacent lair, we have In Memoriam, Jaya Ballard. These five cards are all artistic depictions of key moments in the late Great Planeswalker's life. R.I.P. in peace, Jaya. Rest in peace in peace? Yes, she deserves double the peace because of the way she died. I really need to catch up on the story. 
you know our recording schedule, so you have no grounds to complain about spoilers. I'm still way back in Innistrad. I'm aware I have no grounds to complain about spoilers. How are you possibly still back in Innistrad? Life got away from me? That's the same reason you forgot we were recording tonight. The Mind Flayer ate my brain. Wrong canon. Ah, but who knows what the next universes beyond will be? Do you even know what canon the Mind Flayer is actually from? Cthulhu? No! <sighs> What's next on the secret docket, Diz? Two different artist series, the first by Niels Hamm. His unique stylistic choices bring us fresh versions of Deep Blow Skate, Tireless Tracker, Contagion Engine, and Sword of Truth and Justice. The second comes from another of the most celebrated artists of the current era, Victor Adame Binguez. He brings his incredible talents to this layer in the form of Knight of the White Orchid, Knight Exemplar, Lord of the Undead, and Compost. Maybe we can keep this one! That would be a lovely change. Wouldn't it, though? Diz, what's left in the super drop? Imaginary Friends. Focusing on the hybrid aesthetic of cute and creepy, Jeannie Lynn Pesk brings us new renditions of Pure Imagine of Rascal, Toothy Imaginary Friend, The Git Rock Monster, and Matter Reshaper. The last two are both by Dan Frazier, backed by popular request after his versions of the Signet Cycle. With one enemy talisman's lair and one ally talisman lair, he shows that he values the faith customers put in him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we also know the mechanics of Dominari United now, right, Diz? We sure do. We have the returning mechanics of Kicker, with which we're all intimately familiar, and Domain, which relies on the number of basic land types among lands you control to cause all sorts of havoc. However, we've also been presented with two brand new mechanics, each a bit more complex than we're used to. The first is Enlist. This allows you to increase an attacking creature's power by tapping another non-attacking creature and adding that creature's power to the attackers. Some of the cards with this ability also do things while enlisting, such as Guardian of New Benalia, which lets you scry two when it enlists. The final mechanic lets players read ahead on sagas, but only sagas that say read ahead. Sagas with this ability let the caster pick which chapter the card starts on so they can get what they really want out of it instead of going through the lower-ranked parts. Get? Thank you, Diz. Our next story. In what seems like no time at all since they announced their acquisition of Channel Fireball, TCG Player has now announced another merger, this time with eBay, which leads to a burning question. What is even the point of TCG Player joining with them? While eBay will officially be acquiring TCG Player, according to the published statement about the merger, TCG Player will be allowed to continue running independently. They also intend to make good use of eBay's marketplace business experience and financial resources to boost their own catalog of products and services. A merger like this, especially right after the CFB won, raises yet more concerns from the community about a lack of market diversity. The only larger competitors left to oppose them seem to be Star City Games and Card Kingdom, with only medium or smaller sellers left in any quantity. That size seller includes Card Hoarder, Card Shark, ABU Games, and Troll and Toad. Of course, there's always the option to support your LGS as well, but with TCG Player historically setting the price line for the singles market at large, being a solo power unto itself may still bode ill. There's not much left for them to merge, at least. Well, that's both technically correct and highly disturbing. Isn't it, though? 
We would like to take this opportunity to remind listeners that WNXS and MTGNexus.com are affiliated with Card Kingdom and Card Hoarder, both of which will be linked in the show notes. Affiliated with Not Sponsored by. On that note, the competitive schedule has gotten a bit of an update recently, so let's head over to ISO's corner to hear more about the next couple of events. ISO? Thank you, Jank. We're in a bit of a quieter lull for the competitive season on Arena, with the official August rank system ending on the 31st. The next events coming up for Arena players are the Qualifier Play-Ins on September 9th and 16th, both of which will be Dominaria United Phantom Sealed events. For any listeners unfamiliar with the concept, Phantom events play exactly like normal events, but you don't get to add the cards to your collection. The next major event will be Arena Championship 1, held September 24th and 25th, with the format not yet announced. Over on Magic Online, this weekend is two big qualifier events, one on each day. Saturday the 27th is home to a Pioneer Super Qualifier with an entry fee of 40 MOCS qualifier points, 40 event tickets, or 400 play points. The top four finishers from this event will be entered into the Tabletop Regional Championship Season 1. Sunday the 28th has a Modern Super Qualifier, also with the top four qualifying for the Tabletop Regional Championship Season 1. Get... Thank you, Iso. That means it's time for our second break, and when we return, we'll have another heartwarming tale of community love and ways you can start gearing up for the fall charity season. They're here, among us. Everywhere you look, everyone you meet could be one of them. You may have seen your village, your family, your friends taken by them, killed, or even turned. That's why we need you with a new coalition. Come serve under Dominaria's greatest living heroes. Do guerrilla warfare with Rada. Do field battles with Danatha herself. Join the Spell Corps and help keep the fires burning for us. Burn the enemies to ashes. The Phyrexians tried to defeat us centuries ago. But they will not win. They didn't win then and they will not win now. Join the new coalition. Find us at Pimalia. Welcome back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome back. These days, it seems like the year is divided into two primary charity seasons. The spring is mostly set aside for mental health and pride charities, and the fall is focused more on children's charities, such as Desert Bus for Hope. And the charity hour in <clears throat> such as Desert Bus for Hope and the charity hour interview guest for this episode is speaking about. <laughs> And welcome to another news talk with our, uh, I guess, four-peat guest now, Beth, Queen of Cardboard. Beth, hi. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. I've been uh, super, super busy. We're doing, I've been, um, I feel like I've been doing something every single weekend, and this one is no different, but we're doing <laughs> some other things. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I stay busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you've you kind of 
skyrocketed to the forefront of um just like charity drive drive like your drive for charity drives is unmatched i mean it's generally matched by mental bis play because they're awesome but i'm trying fair uh i guess i should have I should have put a qualifier. <laughs> Your drive for organizing and participating actively in charity drives. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, before <laughs> Sorry, we get started. You know I can't let you go by with a little teasing. No, of course not. That'd be silly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we get started on the main topic, I can't imagine that anyone who's listened to any of the last three episodes doesn't know who you are by now, but in case we get new viewers or people just don't pay attention, <clears throat> could you please uh, tell our listeners, not viewers, I don't know why I said viewers, our listeners who you are? No viewers yet. Um, my name is Beth. I'm otherwise known as the Queen of Cardboard. I am a Twitter shit poster and uh, streamer. I stream Magic the Gathering and I post hot takes on Twitter. Um, and I raised money for charity every single month. And uh, that particular, that last point is what's brought you on this episode. Uh, you mm -hmm. have an event coming up this October uh, after the popular German beer festivals, Oktoberfest, also called Oktoberfest, but this one is not alcohol related. So why don't, what can you tell us about that? So a few things in that, um, is is actually happening in November, and it is called Okotoberfest. So uh, after our Lord and Savior Oko the Elk Maker, <laughs> and I, I did not it's read that not even actually my event. It's it's okay. It's not actually my event. It's put on by a uh, group called Monarch, and I recently picked up a position with them working on their social media team and marketing team. So that's why I'm here to talk about Monarch Oktoberfest and what's happening with that. Awesome. Um, so it's sort of your event, but more adjacent. You kind of came into it late game. Um, so what is Okotoberfest? Like what, what is the event itself? So Okotoberfest is a CEDH event, um, and a tournament series. So it is a community experience in support of St. Jude's children hospital. Okay. You want to know more? I would love to know more. Okay. So let me um, tell you some things that we are doing for Okotoberfest. Um, the first thing that I can tell you about is that we are actively still sneaking out events and what's happening. And the first event that we've released and started talking about is our cosplay costume contest. Um, and this is open to cosplayers of, yeah, of all experience levels. And we actually have our host already announced because hosting this event will be Lua Stardust, which is okay. pretty cool. That is that is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, I know. Right. So we're really excited about that. She's going to be coming in. She'll be hosting the event and then we'll be bringing in a couple other cosplayers to judge. We'll have uh, we'll have a Sorry. dog. 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Stop. <laughs> Can't stop. Won't stop. Only bark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we can't afford another uh, anchor. <laughs> okay. So that is our um side event that we are planning. We're really excited. We're bringing in some other cosplayers to help judge it. We will have a intermediate a beginner and advanced Hold on, let me a professional and non-professional wait nope i'm gonna re i'm gonna read what lua told me because she worded it in a way that was like not offensive and i don't want to offend people all right okay so 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 yeah right where did we go with this Beginner and advanced. All right. So we will have uh, two separate rounds, beginner and advanced. So even if you're new to cosplay, there will be a uh, event just for you. So you don't have to feel intimidated. Come in and dress up and, you know, show off. We're going to have music and it's going to be a really fun time. Plus, our winners will be getting some prizes and I can't say too much about the prizes, but I think they'll be from a magic release that everybody's pretty excited about. That's all I can say. You can't make me say more. Um, I, I can't. That's true. <laughs> you can't. We also have uh, some free play. We do have a uh, round table and... We have, I know that we have a cash bar and that it will be catered, which is something I've never seen in an event before. I'm super excited about that. Wow. Uh, nice. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's going to be um, the main portion is a CEDH tournament. And it'll be streamed live. So if you can't make it all the way out to Philadelphia, you'll be able to watch it on our Twitch page as well. Well, it sounds like a pretty... Uh like a pretty um so it sounds like it's pretty uh inclusive and expansive event and it's for the entire three-day weekend uh what are some of the other side events yeah. and other <clears throat> sorry i'm yeah. gonna start this question again uh wh what are some of the other events that are going to be happening around the main CEDH tournament? So obviously CEDH is something that everybody talks about. We want to help make it more inclusive and available. So we will ha be having an intro to CEDH panel with some CEDH players that are prominent in the community. We'll also have time to play EDH or Commander with, a con with content creators and we have a community night, a feature match, and that commander community panel featuring community leaders in the CEDH community and EDH community. We also have uh, commander pre-con drafts and draft and sealed events all weekend long. I'm sorry, what is a commander pre-con draft? You know, you purchase a pre-con, you draft three packs, and then you use them to upgrade your pre-con. I actually did not know that. That's incredible. Holy cow, that sounds that sounds so much fun. Doesn't that sound fun? It really That's does. That's where you'll find me because 
Well, and here's the thing. I have actually never played CEDH. So when I started working for Monarch, that was one of my first questions was like, okay, you know, if you don't play CEDH, how can Monarch work for me? Like, what does Monarch do for me? And so knowing that this event is happening, that I can still attend, still raise money for St. Jude and have fun. And there will be events for me. I'm excited. But... I will also be playing CEDH for the first time there. So wish me luck. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you playing to do just one of the random on-demand events or are you going to be in the main event? I'm not sure yet. It depends. I'm meeting with a couple creators offline to ask all answer all of my questions about CEDH. And then um, we might do one or two of those sessions live. And then I might do the tournament. Hmm. Well, that sounds like it would be uh, like it would be a good fun challenge for you. So uh, I'm yeah. looking at the website right now. And it looks like registration is open. Is there a deadline to, for people to register to either attend or compete? I don't think we have a deadline, but we do have a limit. We only have 300 tickets to this event. It's very limited and very small. So I think what I have been telling people is that it's better to try to get there, pay for it now. The event cost is $60. So that's very inexpensive to go. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't able to make it, you're you're giving $60 to St. Jude. Exactly. And you could always gift your ticket to somebody else. Exactly. So um, I'm really excited to be going. I'm excited to be up in Philadelphia for the first time. And I do have some other things that I wanted to talk about that you might not be as aware of um, related to CEDH. <laughs> I absolutely love being and blindsided on my own podcast. Please proxies. go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. I know. The forbidden um, word. <laughs> so I want to talk about proxies. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. If you are not playing in the main event, you can bring whatever proxy you would like. Period. However, in the tournament, there will not be proxies or those types of cards allowed. But, and this is why I wanted to say something, Monarch offers playtest cards of 34 different cards that are CEDH staples that we will provide to you for the tournament. So if you have those expensive cards like... Let's take a list uh, uh, like Bayou, Plateau, Savannah, Scrubland, Taiga, those dual lands. If you don't have them, we understand. We will provide you a playtest card. And we have Gaia's Cradle, Wheel of Fortune. That list is going to be available. So I know a lot of people have been talking about, you know, oh, well, I don't want to come to an event where they don't allow proxies. We do allow playtest cards, but they have to, you have to submit your deck list by november 11th so a few days before so they can make sure they have enough of them ready to go that makes complete sense exactly isn't that awesome though like i think that's really awesome that's a that's a phenomenal way to handle that particular discourse yeah and here's the cool thing um the prize support do you want to know about prizes for Oktoberfest? You you read my mind. I was actually just about to ask, what can you tell us about the prizes? So I know that for some of the side events, we will have product prizes. But for the CEDH main event, first place will win $400, which basically ca- takes care of most of the trip itself, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> right. And then second to fourth is a $200 uh, prize. And then fifth through 16th is a $100 prize. That's that's a pretty good prize support for a commander themed tournament, even if it is CDH instead of regular EDH. That's wow. Yep. Uh, what, with a side events, is there uh, mm-hmm. is it just sealed product kind of prizes, that kind of thing, or um, we uh, are still working on it. So we have um, we're working through a couple of different sponsors and final th- steps, but we do have right now. I know that we have sealed product, but there could be even more. You'll just have to wait and see. I mean, we definitely will. Speaking of charities, last episode, Beth, Queen of Cardboard, spoke with Jank about the struggles of a beloved community member, Anomaly. We're pleased to report that after a full weekend of driving, the GoFundMe goal of $5,000 was suppressed was surpassed by over $2,000. You know, these are the type of stories that really keep us in this game and in this community, despite all of the negative ones that we are required to report on as well. That's all for this edition. We'll see you next time. Same time, new news.